you for listening to Fit Inspired Mama Podcast. This is your host, Nishma Karim. Today is season two where I start interviewing men. The number one question women have when it comes to men is what do they really want from a relationship? Of course, there is many answers to this question and there is no way everyone will answer that question the same way. So come on in and let's see what these men really want. See you soon. Hi everyone, thank you again for being here and listening to Fit Inspired Mama today. As today's episode starts for season two, episode one, my guest speaker today is Yaz Jiva. The reason I have brought him here today is because one, he's a really good friend, Two, he was married, but now he's divorced, of course. He has two beautiful kids. He has a lot of history when it comes to women. And there's questions that I really have to ask about relationships when it comes to relationships. What is it that he really wants? I guess the question here is, is we're asking one person about a relationship. Of course, every man here that I'm going to be asking this question to will have different answers to this topic. But It's nice to see the variety of answers that we're going to be getting because honestly speaking, when it comes to women, we have this particular question and answer that we are looking for typically in the men that we have right now at home, but yet we're so confused on what we're looking for. So let's listen to Yaz and maybe we might just have an insight of something that might click for what we're looking for. Let's listen in. I am so intrigued to finally start season two with my only, a good friend of mine, Yaz. And the reason why I have Yaz here is because there's so much I know about him, so much that I want to learn about him still. And there's so much information that I crave to know when it comes to a man. And the biggest question we all have as women when it comes to relationships is what do men actually want in a relationship? So here it is. I have Yaz with me. So excited to have him. I want him to give us a story about his background, who he is, what he does. And um, I wanted to introduce you to a good friend, Yaz. Hi, Yaz. And thank you so much for being here. No problem. um, I'm honored to be on here. I'm literally looking forward to the conversation we're going to have. I am... I'm excited for this particular conversation and you know why that I brought you here, right? I want you to tell me a little bit about you growing up, how many girlfriends you've had, uh, everything to do with the girls, were you married, were you not, what happened, um, all the juicy details. You know, uh, for me, starting off with like uh, girlfriends, I would say, and being from teenage years and things like that. I was always the type that really liked long-term relationships. I mean, I'm not saying that I chose that, you know, obviously, but a lot of the relationships I was in as a teenager and young adult uh, prior to getting married were long relationships. And I I liked that. I enjoyed that because I, I've always enjoyed the companionship. Were you ever married? Uh, yeah, I was, I've been married. So I've been married once. I got married um, fairly young. I was in my early 20s. So um, just like my parents who got married early, um, I always wanted to get married early. Also, I wanted to have kids at a young age because kids are the most important thing in the world to me. So that was really like a life goal for me. So yes, I, I've been married. I was married for 10 plus years. What I, what it really intrigues me is I actually have a lot of women that 
um, I get, I love to motivate and it comes to women that are, that have kids, women that are married, they have a family. And our biggest question here, sometimes that we ask ourselves is what do men actually want in a relationship? So I brought you here today because I feel that question really relates to me when I ask you this question. And when I ask you, I know that you're going to be honest. You're going to tell us um, it might not be the same with every single person out there, but it would be a very good idea of what men actually want in a relationship. You have two kids, I believe, two beautiful kids. And um, I know that you're a single dad as we speak. So being in this situation, you've been in relationships, you've been married, things didn't work out, that's fine. But when we talk about relationships, the question is, is the number one question we have is what do you, what do men want in a relationship? You know, for me, I think that, I think the biggest thing is, and I know it might sound a little, you know, funny when people hear it, but when people say you want to marry your best friend or have your, you know, your, your companion be your best friend, I think it's one of the most important qualities because a lot of times when it's not that person who is your best friend, you can't always have that same open line of conversation or communication, or you don't always just, you know, see things the same way. So to me, I think one of the most important things and it's a saying that I've gone up for a little long time in my life, which is I would really like someone for me, what's one of the most important things is I want someone in my life, it was going to be a ride or die. And when I say that, um, what I literally mean is, you know, through relationships, you go through a lot of ups, downs, thick and thin, but in the end, you want someone who you can rely on. Um, I think everyone wants someone they can lean on, right? Everyone wants a rock. Everyone wants such just someone there when you're going through hard times, good times, whatever it might be, right? So I think one of the biggest things is, is when you have a relationship is having that person be like your best friend, like someone who you feel open and comfortable with in whatever manner it may be, the way you dress, the things you say, acting goofy, you know, like all those things are a comfort level thing. And I think it's really important. I really, really loved that you said you like someone that is in companionship. You like someone that you know, fully understands you, you brought up a lot of detailed information when it comes to being in a relationship, which I really, really loved that you said that because honestly, a relationship to a woman, it means a lot. It means not you you said like a partner, someone that you can lean on someone that you can love and talk to and have a have like this best friend relationship. So that is amazing. And I think it's such a good quality to have when you're in a relationship. There's one question that I do want to ask you is what is your favorite thing about being in a relationship? What do men actually, what do you think men would really like, or their favorite thing would be in a relationship? You know, I, for that one there, I would say the companionship. And when I say companionship, what I mean is not everyone always likes to go home to being alone in their own thoughts and their mind. You like to be able to just talk to someone about your day and what was going on and what's going on with maybe family and friends. Like just just having that one person that you can always just talk about your day with and open up to you and then, you know, ask them the same questions back. Um, I think that's that's really, really important because as men, um, sometimes we have a hard time expressing our feelings or expressing what's on our mind or just 
opening up in general. So, you know, having having that there, I think is is so important because, and this goes back to what I said before about someone who's like your best friend, you just have that comfort level that you just want to be open talking about everything. And so for me, I think that's one of the most important. Well, here's a question though, I need to ask you, a lot of men do have a hard time opening up, especially to the one that they love, especially to the one that they are with their best friend, like you say, why is it so hard for a man to open up? You know, I think the hardest part about opening up to your partner is that you don't want to hurt them. Um, you know, I, I, I live my life very honest and I, anyone who knows me knows I'm a very honest person, but not everyone can take honesty. And um, sometimes when you sugarcoat things, you don't always get the true message across of what you're feeling or what you're trying to say. So I think that's a big hurdle that a lot of men have in relationships is that they're worried that what they're going to say, their partner isn't going to be able to either accept or it's going to turn into an argument or it's going to turn into something more than it needs to be so i think it's easier and a lot of times guys a man will take the easy way and just say you know what i'm just going to brush it under the carpet or i'm just gonna not worry about it this time and leave it for next time and we just kind of go on with their day because we, we can easily just move forward and it's not going to bother us or bring us down or anything like that right but i do believe that one of the biggest fears that you could have is upsetting a person you love right that's actually so good to say because we do get upset very quickly don't we <laughs> it happens i mean it's it's only natural i mean we are all emotionally driven but sometimes having two daughters i can definitely say sometimes it can be even more so right but it's it's still so important to be able to have that honest conversation Here's, here's the thing, though, when you guys do tell us the things that you are scared of, you're fearing, or you do fear about it, you fear that we're going to fight with you, or you were going to get upset about something. Um, why don't we ever get into a conversation where you say, hey, honey, I want to talk to you about something. But my fear is that if I tell you this, you're going to get upset. So but I want to be honest with you. And I want to tell you everything. But I really need an honest conversation about it instead of us getting upset. Why is it so difficult for us to have that kind of conversation when it comes to a relationship? Why is it just hiding things when you don't really need to hide? You know, it's it goes, it comes back to that same fear. And it comes back to the relationship you have from day one. If from day one, you're open with that person, you'll be able to go back and forth, they'll be able to tell you things you'll be able to tell them and you're never going to really have that same fear of not or worry even of what's going to happen when you open up. Um, whereas if you don't have that strong line of communication, and that's communication, it's a foundation, just like trust. And if you don't have that, it's very hard for either person, man or woman, to be able to fully open up without either a fear of feeling what's going to, is it going to be an argument? Are they going to feel judged? Are they going to look at me any different? Like, there's so many things that, you know, people will think about in their minds about how that conversation is going to affect them that they end up just upsetting themselves and then just avoid the conversation, right? That's, that's amazing that you said that it, it really brings me back to home. And the fact that you said that it, the communication is so big, it's so big in a relationship that we forget that being in a relationship for so long, we forget how important it is to have that conversation with our loved ones and to have that communication. So one thing that can that a woman can do, what can a woman do to make a relationship better? 
You know, I think it's it's understanding the balances of when to have certain types of conversations. And what I mean is, husband just came home from work, has just finished an eight-hour day, had to drive in traffic for an hour, gets home. I don't think that's the right time to have those types of conversations because there's a level of stress you've just gone through. You finish your work day, you're tired. And then, you know, your, your partner wants to have this conversation and it doesn't mean that you're trying to ignore the conversation, but you may not be able to just fully give it everything that you want. Cause in that moment, your mind's not there. Right. So I think, I think that's one of the most important things is understanding time and place, right? Um, everywhere has a time and place to have certain types of conversations. Some should be done privately. Some can be done in groups, you know, some can be done in certain instances or situations, but I think that's one of the biggest things is just understanding and just kind of looking at the environment, looking at what the, well, you know, how your partner is, is kind of looking. Do they look like they're flustered? Do they look like they're <laughs> tired already? Do they look like they're they're engaged in having that conversation, right? So I think that's probably one of the most important things because uh, coming from the other side, when you start to open up and you don't get response back, you're more than likely not going to want to open up again. You're going to feel like, oh, maybe the person doesn't care or maybe that person doesn't want to talk about it or you're going to just like end up, it's going to go backwards. You're going to end up digging more of a hole than going forward and it just doesn't help any situation, right? I love that you said that. Apparently we need to know when to say when, what to say when, especially depending on the situation and the, the, the place and time too as well. That does make sense. Sometimes we get too overwhelmed as women. We get very anxious to talk to you about something, not realizing that you've just come from work, you're exhausted, you're tired. You want that little bit of time just to get, you know, wind down and feel a little better and having that moment to yourself so that you could start the day, um, start the evening with, with your wife or with your loved ones. I really think, though, what's really important to a woman, though, is compassion. And I feel that when you do come from work, a little kiss or a hug or um, honey, I missed you really does make a big difference in their in their day. Because when you do come back home and do that um, and then have your time just to kind of wind down, I think it's really important too. what do you think? Yeah, you know, um, it doesn't always have to be a huge gesture. It doesn't have to be like a huge celebration each time you come home. But those small gestures, they go such a far away because you could have had a really tough day at work. And, you know, you come home and your loved one is there to either give you a hug or just give you a kiss. And it's it's like relief. You know, it's like it's like being able to just breathe again and realize that, yeah, you know what, everything's OK. You know, so I think that those things are, are really important. And um, I think sometimes um, not every relationship, not everyone is touchy feely. You know, sometimes there are relationships where people are not really as emotionally attached by physical touch. And because of that, you know, sometimes just those, even those small gestures or just small, you know, public affection or whatever it might be, it, it, I think it goes a very long way. I thank you for saying that. It, it really makes a lot of difference when a woman he, listens to that because a little kiss, a little small gesture is so important, especially for a woman. We are very emotional, I feel, and we love the touchy feelings from our husbands, especially when they're a little kiss or a little hug or a little peck on the cheek, even before you guys leave for work, all of these little things make a big difference in how our day is going to be. Cause it reminds us of how much you guys love us and it doesn't have to be so big, but it's a small thing that you guys do. So that really brings a lot of emotion to that, to that conversation. 
Uh, question though, do you like spending? Do you think men like spending their time with their family and with, you know, your woman's family, family and friends? How do you feel about that? You know, I don't think it's for everyone, to be honest. And what I mean is, I don't think that it's based on the person. Sometimes maybe the family doesn't accept you, you know, sometimes because of tradition, religion, something that's happened in the past, like not all families are going to accept you. And therefore, you may not always feel as comfortable around them. So in that situation, I don't think it's for everyone. But for me personally, absolutely. Um, uh, my ex-wife, um, her, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, which I still call them, you know, mom and dad, I've got a very good relationship with them. It's really, really great. And that's because I really put that effort into that. And, you know, we'll still chat, they'll still call me and we'll talk, you know, they'll still wish each other on obviously special occasions. But I think the biggest thing about getting to know your spouse's family is getting to understand where they came from hearing stories for that you may not hear directly from them but you're hearing from their their mom and dad or from their sister or their brother I mean just getting to understand the person who is your partner just more about them because there's always things to learn in life especially about the people that we're with we don't know everything and you know no one's going to know everything but learning those things just makes us understand more about where they came from. And that makes us appreciate who they are today. So when they say that when you get married to your husband or your wife, you're not married just them, but you marry their family. What do you think about that saying? Uh, I think it's true because it's something that you can't ignore, right? I mean, it's there whether you like it or not, but I think that it's, it's a good thing, but on the flip side, it can also be applied pressure. You know, now you feel like you have their mom and dad also to try and keep happy. And then you also want to make sure that, okay, you know, that you're with their, their daughter. Now you really got to be on top of just how you act in front of them, the things you say. So, uh, you know, I think there's a pressure there for sure. Um, like, like a lot of challenges in life, that is definitely one of them. Um, for me personally, it definitely was because my mother-in-law and father-in-law come from completely different backgrounds than me. So it was uh, a learning curve for sure. But I took the initiative. I took the initiative because I wanted to know more about them. I wanted to know more about their their past, where they grew up, how they grew up, um, what life was like, you know, how how just how everything was to and where they got there from where they are today. And I think that you do marry into just you don't marry into just one person. You do marry into a family and getting to know and understand them. I think it's crucially important because it just goes to show the importance of family yourself, especially if you intend on having your own family. I mean, you have to plant the roots, but you have to also learn from others who have already been there, right? I just love that. You know, um, family is really important to me. And I think it's important to a lot of families, a family, you know, their parents, family and uh, our family, a woman's family. They're usually very close to each other, especially when they have siblings. That's another one, too. Right. You have to try and um, be able to communicate with every single one of them or at least be friends with as many as you can or try not to get into their into into something that can lead them into any other problems. So it's really nice to actually have that. And I think it is important to try to communicate with the family as much as possible compared to not having that relationship, even though some people don't. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So it you, like you said, it's it's not always 
uh, one fits all, right? So that's that's a good no, thing that you said that. It's it, one, it's not for everyone. No. Absolutely. There's one question that I think a lot of women would want to know is when is it enough, enough sex for you guys? Or is it sex all the time? Do you have to have it all the time? Is it something that you can say, fine, it's will relax? Or is it something that you just keep wanting it? What, what's going on there? Why, is, why do men always want it? I don't even think putting the word sex and enough together should even be in the same sentence. And, and the reason, and there's a reason I say that is because, you know, there's a saying that says, never let your man leave home hungry. And it has a lot of meaning to it, right? It has a lot of meaning to it. But what that really truly does mean is a man who's happily fed in his stomach and happily fed in bed is someone who's going to happily come home to that woman and want to be with her right so um saying the word enough to me and combining with sex i don't think they go together but what but what i what i do believe though is that you know men definitely have needs just like women have needs but i do believe that men sometimes will portray that much more than women and sometimes women will look at it as like why is he always just thinking or talking about one thing? Why is it always just sex on the mind? Why can't we just watch a movie? Why does it have to lead to, you know, like, I think that when it starts to become a chore, or when it starts to become like, like an arrangement, or just like, when it doesn't feel natural and organic, I just think it takes away from both people, because then you're just like, you know, you're just doing it just to do the deed and you're not doing it because you feel like you're doing it out of the love for the person. And I think that that emotional attachment or that emotional level you should get to, I think it's so important because, you know, the last thing you want is to make your wife or husband feel like it's a chore or to feel like like it's just something you're doing for them and not for each other. And a lot of times when it starts to become that, that's when people start looking elsewhere and it's, it's really sad and unfortunate, but it's the reality of, of life is that people want to be able to, I'm not going to say have sex every day because yeah, it would be great if that's the case, but you don't want to make it something that is pressured. You do. I really believe that you want it to be organic because I think it's the best for, for all parties involved. I, well, when you said feed a man, Uh (laughs) (laughs) don't want to leave a man hungry and you know let him go home I mean let him go out of the house not you know hungry like that that just got me like okay okay but that's your tummy I get it okay (laughs) I mean the context right yes there's two there's two things and I I see it because you're right. Men are structured in their emotional way to be loved in that way, you know, and yeah, there are days and times where a woman will just want to cuddle and they'll just want to like, you know, be cuddly and, and them to be just there with you. But that cuddle, that, that little touch gets the man just wanting to have the sex. And it's just a very normal thing for them well whereas we are just like why can they just not cuddle why is it they cannot just hold me and and be with me but that's just something that's not that's not them 
though they like to cuddle, though they like to be there, but there is always an intention of more, I would say. You know, so when look you look at it this way, look at it this way. Sorry, I don't want to cut you up, but look at it this way. If if you were as a woman had two heads to think with, <laughs> it might it it might sound like it's very easy to just control one over the other, but when one is controlled by emotion and the other is controlled by normally emotion and physical feel, you know, as a man, it sometimes can be very easy to just want to think like that right even if your wife is just wanting to cuddle and relax and not go necessarily down that route as a man it's very easy to just feel like that's what you want to do or that's what you need to do right so um the and i you know what i think a big thing about it also is the what happens when there's a release, you know, whether, when you go, whether you go to a place and you have a, go to a chiropractor and you get your back cracked or you go to a massage or you go to anything like that, there's endorphins and there's a release. And I think that, um, especially for men, um, it's really important because it relieves stress. It relieves worry. It relieves so many things that happen on a daily basis. And, it's something that we think is sometimes so simple. And as a woman, maybe might be like, why is this all the time? But it really is something that puts you in a state where no matter what's kind of happening, you just feel like everything is still going to just be all right. It just, it makes you forget about all the bad. It makes you forget all those things. So I think there's more to it than just, you know, the word sex. <laughs> You're right. No, that's beautifully said. And I, you know, we never think about it that way. We always think about it as a sexual way. Like he's not leaving me. I want to be left alone. But just like you said, though, there is one thing that I think that I need to emphasize as well. There's a time and day for all of this, right? Like, um, when you come from work and you're exhausted and you're tired, you kind of want to wind down and you want to relax. And there comes a time where at night and it gets really, really late at night yet. Now he's the one that's wanting it, but it's so late at night. I'm, you know, you're exhausted. The woman's exhausted, tired, and they just want to go to sleep yet. Now he wants to come and cuddle and enjoy it. But again, don't you feel maybe it's the time and the balance right there. Maybe you guys I'm in a relationship, maybe they can think about, okay, maybe we can try this, you know, earlier, or, you know, maybe we can try it a time when they're together or watching a movie or something where it actually makes more sense to happen than coming home. at so late at night or whenever they feel like it and thinking that it can happen. There's uh, two things that I learned a lot uh, being in relationships. And that is that there's a big difference between compromise and settling. And just to use that as an example, you know, the man is feeling ready to go, women is tired, has had a long day, just put the kids to bed and bathe, and now she just wants to relax and go to sleep. You know, that's at that point where the woman's either going to give in and just do it just to make the guy be quiet and go to sleep and that's settling <laughs> and and settling is not good only because it only benefits one party right settling doesn't help both whereas compromise 
compromise is so important because that's where you, again, you can have that open discussion of, you know, baby, I'm tired tonight. Uh, maybe we can do this on the weekend. Maybe we can plan it for earlier in the day, but just, just talking about it because number one, that tells the man, okay, it's not going to be a no every time I ask it's going to happen. This isn't like a once in a lifetime or once in a blue moon type of feeling It's going to, it's going to happen, but I just have to be patient. I just have to wait. I just have to trust that my partner is going to understand what my, what my needs are right so i think that compromise is is so crucially important and sometimes it's the other way around too you know there are some women out there who also have a very high sex drive compared to sometimes their man right so it's not like it's always just on the men's side sometimes it can also be on the woman's side and it goes the same way right relationships at the end of the day they're all two-way streets and that's why compromise is so important just wow I, I love the answer you've given to me because that makes so much sense. Do you see why I brought you here, Yaz? Your answers are so amazing. And I love it because sometimes we we try to get the answers, but we don't understand what them what they are. And then when we talk to someone in the field, we talk to that man, the answers are just coming in in a very relevant way. And it really makes sense. So Thank you. I love the compromise. You're right. Talking to your partner, telling them that, hey, you know, I'm tired today. I'm exhausted. Can we try this tomorrow? Or can we try it another day when it's a little bit more earlier? You know, I remember, you know, when um, when I'm with my guy or with, with my husband, you know, there's days where we'll talk about it. And then there's days, okay, well, you know, he wants to go get something done. And I'll be like, no, because if you go get that done and come back in like in three hours, I'll be done and I'll be tired. Whereas if you want to do this right now and enjoy with me, then you better do it now. <laughs> you know, like So there are all these conversations that we'll have. And I love that you brought that up because a conversation means you're communicating and that communication means that things are, are working in your favor and they're not going into the wrong direction or there's something lacking in the relationship. So that's really, really good. Um, question, the last question I really want to answer, and I just want to see what your answer would be is what can we as women do that can make you feel appreciated? You know, um, women, a lot of the time, their main focus, a lot of the times their focus will be, how can I make my man happy? How can I please my man? How can I, how can I be a better person for, for him or her? So, um, I think, I think probably one of the, one of the biggest things is time, giving them time and space. Um, sometimes when you're around your partner all the time, you don't have an opportunity to miss them. You don't have an opportunity to miss the small things. You just don't have that same chance because you're always around. And what ends up happening when you're always around someone is on good days, it's great. It's fantastic. But on the bad days, that person ends up becoming your punching bag. And you don't intentionally do it and you don't mean to do it, but it just comes out naturally because they are the one person in your life who's going to hear the good, the bad and the ugly. So I think a big thing that would really help um, for anyone is just understanding that if you give time and space to someone, sometimes you don't always have to chase them and let them come to you. Um, sometimes you have to, um, you can't always be the one who wants to spark the conversation. You have to sometimes give them the opportunity to also do it because, you know, uh, it's give and take, right? And and as men especially, um, if we feel like we don't have time to do the things that we also want to do outside of just our relationship and family and things like that, 
that. But if we don't have that, then we start to not appreciate the time that we actually have together with that person. Because now what we're trying to do is just shorten the days, shorten the conversations, you know, be distracted. I mean, I, I'm going to say that's one of the biggest things actually is is being distracted. Um, one thing that I really dislike in a lot of relationships I see is people who are distracted. And when I say distracted, I mean, they're out for dinner together. There's no one else around. And one person's on the phone and the other person's just twiddling their fingers. And for me, it's it's so sad to see that in society nowadays because you know, technology is great. Don't get me wrong. I love technology. However, there's things technology has done to people's relationships, which is actually, I think, partially made things worse because we no longer feel comfortable communicating in person. We feel totally comfortable communicating all day with that person on the phone. And the second we're there in person, we're talking to someone else, you know, like it's, yeah, I think that's a really big one. <laughs> that That is huge because honestly speaking, um, I think when you say giving space, that's really good to know. Um, I, we, I, this is one thing that I've learned and I, I want you to tell me what you feel about this. And in a relationship, I feel that we both, we are both individuals. We're still individuals. We both have different lives. Though we're together, personally, I have a different life. My husband has a different life. We're both different people. We appreciate each other. We love each other. But when we give each other space, meaning I allow him to do the things that he needs to do at his own time in his own place while he's at work, he does his work while he's out with his friends. He's, he does that on his own. I don't have to feel uncomfortable that he's gone or I don't have to feel like he's doing something wrong. I need to allow him to be him when he's out. I feel that he does the same for me. I need to be with my friends or my girls at my own time, knowing that we feel comfortable, knowing that no matter where we are, you know, we'll be coming back to each other, but we trust each other. There's communication. We, we call each other. We miss each other. That's a very big thing, I think, when you say about giving space, you know, allowing him to have his own relationship through his work, his style, his, his friends, and same thing with me. Um, I also feel when you say communication through the phone, you know, being on the phone 24 seven while your husband is, or your, or your wife is right there beside you is sometimes not the greatest things. Yes. It, that can ruin a lot of things in a relationship, but why do you think that happens in a relationship? Especially I won't, I don't, I don't know if it's more men that do this or if it's a more woman, but do you think it's both together that actually have media or, or something that they're doing on their phone that's more important than being with the one that they love? I think it's on both sides. And I think what ends up happening sometimes in relationships is everyone loves the honeymoon stage. Everyone loves that because everyone is like, you're so deeply infatuated in love with each other. And everywhere you go, it's like public affection and everything you do, you just, that honeymoon stage, everyone loves. Unfortunately though, the honeymoon stage doesn't always last forever. And sometimes when the flame goes out, that's when I think people start just not necessarily ignoring, but not having the same communication with that person. And then you go out places and you're no longer talking to each other. And sometimes lighting that flame again is really difficult. And sometimes some can't, you know, there's a lot of times where people can light the flame again and keep things going. And that's great. That's fantastic. But it's not always going to happen that way. And I think that sometimes when it goes out, I think sometimes it's really easy to given throw in the towel and just feel like okay i see the direction things are going i'm just gonna 
go, I'm just going to give up and just go on forward and go into the next one. Right. So, um, I think that that is, um, is a really big one is, is just trying to keep the relationship, just trying to keep things fresh. And when I say fresh, I mean, like, it doesn't mean always having to do different things, but it just means, you know, you always have the things that you're going to have your comfort zones that you like to do together, which is great. Um, some like to go watch movies together. Some like to go to dinners together. Some will go on hikes together. But finding other things that you can also do with your partner that might be outside of what the norm might be, but just something that's going to spark that flame again. Maybe you decide, hey, you know what, let's this weekend go rock climbing together. Maybe you guys have never thought about that, but maybe it's just something you get to do together. You're going to try. You're going to laugh. They're going to laugh. Like it just reminds you of the of that person and the laughter and why you're with them. And it just, it, like I said, it's a good way to make things not stagnant. This is so so beautiful. I think the biggest thing that I got from you in this entire conversation has been always allowing the other partner to be themselves. Um, also, I've gotten. Communication is a very big thing. If when you communicate with each other, a lot of things will come about. Another thing that I also did realize is sometimes we do get angry and frustrated with our men because we don't understand them. And, and we just need that time and moment to be able to communicate with them to find out, you know, what the actual problem is. We the we get frustrated when we ask our husbands or our partners to do something and it takes them so long to get it done. I think that's another thing that we have issues with, but those are little, little issues that we don't really need to worry about. It was more about having a conversation with our husband, having that communication with our husband or our partners or whoever it is that we are with, allowing space between our partners, being there with our partners, no matter what. I think the other thing that really, really hit home to me is, is letting them find that right moment to be able to rattle about the things that you want all day long. Let them feel, you know, that they're winding down, they're relaxed, talk at the right time. Cuddling doesn't mean sex, but, you know, if sex doesn't happen, it's not a big deal as long as you communicate about it and say, hey, darling, can we do this another time? Um, it doesn't have to be 100% every single day. But as long as you communicate about it and you let them know what's happening, that's great. And I loved that metaphor that you brought up about um, if you don't feed a man and allow them to walk out of the house hungry, I will definitely end up using that. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm glad you took that one as a takeaway because that one <laughs> that one has a lot of meaning to it, right? And I know a lot really of people does. have seen like little, little comics to it and little memes and things like that, but... It, there's more than just face value to that. There's a deeper meaning for sure. And understanding that on both sides is also really important. Yeah. And I, I really hope that a lot of women that are listening to this get a lot of information because we're all confused. We want this information. We want to know what is a relationship about men and talking to you makes it really simple. It makes it makes it feel very simple. It's just something that we need to communicate with our, with our partners. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's one of our biggest issues is communication when it comes to relationships. So I want to say thank you so much for being here, for being yourself, for talking about this beautiful you know, relationship. And, and I brought you here asking you the most, um, the, the, the question that we're all asking, and you were ready to answer these questions. So thanks again so much for being here and being able to show up and answer all our questions that I've asked you today.
Absolutely. You know, it was a pleasure getting a chance to have the conversation. You know, obviously, um, it's, like I said, men sometimes have a hard time opening up and talking about what they're feeling or what the other person's feeling because there's always tons of questions that are out there, right? So to be able to provide feedback, no matter who it helps, you know, I'm the type of person who loves helping people in whatever shape and size, right? So uh, being able to have this conversation, you know, it's definitely a, a pleasure for me. And, and one other thing that I would want to say when it comes to communication and i've learned this through friendships through relationships through um, family through everything is that a lot of times we don't take the time to listen we do a lot of talking we do a lot of trying to under trying to guess what it is or assume what's going on and we don't always take the time to listen and i think one of the biggest things i have learned in life is if you just give someone a little bit of extra time to really say what's on their mind you'll be able to really get to understand what they're truly feeling instead of just guessing what it is or assuming or anything like that so you know as much as communication is a strong base and foundation being a good listener is is so important you ended this you ended this conversation the right the best way ever i love it you know there's it plays too you're right it takes two to tango you know if you're allowing that person to to communicate with you you need to be the best listener and you need to listen and I think we need to keep our emotions aside as well, because when they're talking, they're giving you something, they're giving you information that could probably be something that be valuable compared to. And then when we get upset, it's our ego that's getting upset. It's our, it's um, who we are. We're, we're proud. We're, you know, as women, we are proud and we end up saying things that are not necessarily true, but we don't realize it because we're trying to be ourselves and it doesn't turn up, turn up the right way. We just need to be a little bit more calm and, and we need to understand what's really going on. So I love that. Thank you so much, Yaz. I hope everyone here that is listening gets all the information, the juicy information that we need is what do men really want in relationships? I'm so excited to have this on. Um, if you have any questions for Yaz, I do don't know if he will take any questions or not. Would you take questions if anyone asks you? Hey, Yaz. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm an open book. I'm a very comfortable person speaking about what anything I've said, experiences, or just anything in general. I love open conversations. I think it's healthy. Um, I think that more people should do it. So absolutely, anyone who has questions, please feel free. So where would they be able to get hold of you? Um, so typically, um, uh, I guess you could go from Facebook and find on there. I, I'm not on there a whole lot, but if someone does reach out to me, um, but normally actually it's, it's calling me or texting. That's normally the best or in person. You know, for <laughs> me, just me personally, I just really like um, in-person conversations. I really like, um, I just feel that there's just more fluidity to it. I just think that it makes, it's just more natural that way. But I mean, people can reach me in very, numerous ways. Anyone who wants to, I'd be glad to give them my information if they wanted to have a chat, you know, talk over a message, meet up in person for a drink, right? I mean, for me, um, it would, it would be a pleasure, right? All right. So Yaz says, if anyone here wants to get a hold of him in any way possible and has questions for him, you're most welcome to talk to him and message him. Any, what I could do is Yaz has a wonderful Facebook. I'll send out the Facebook information. If anyone does, please do message him. Make sure you do send lots of messages out for Yaz. He'll love to answer any questions that you may have. Other than that, thank you so much for being here. Hope everything that you listened to today, that you were able to 
you know, find new information and uh, enjoy this conversation. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you guys next week.